How's it going, Daniel? Good, good. Daniel Elizondo with me. This is Gina Montavo. And uh, Daniel's got this cool thing uh, before we really get into stuff. Uh, we're at a coffee shop right now. Where are we at? Greenlight Coffee House. This is pretty uh, cool, right? Yeah, it's a new location over here on South Staples in Yorktown. Uh, it's pretty packed right now, man. So this is not a new local business. Uh, it's a new location, but they've been around for a little while, right? Weren't they Correct. downtown? Yeah, downtown. They have a little shop uh, near the Wells Fargo building. And then they're the ones that had like uh, the little green VW bus, right? I'm pretty think so. sure yeah, I saw them one time propped up, almost yeah. like a food truck, but for coffee, which mm -hmm. is like super it's smart. Like it's like, hell yeah. Volkswagen type of deal. Yes, okay, yeah. I just saw that. So they have a brand new location over here on the south side. Uh, it's off of Yorktown and Staples. A uh, really cool place. We're in here right now, and we're doing our first episode of uh, Asti Montavo and with special guest Daniel Elizondo, who's a local realtor in Corpus. He's got his own thing going on that I think is really cool, and it's called Coffee and Real Estate. And so what he does, and I'll let him get a little more into it in a second, is what he does is he profiles and reviews coffee shops around town, kind of goes in, takes a look, gives it his expert opinion because he's a coffee man. And then also at the same time, you know, he's a real estate expert. So it's really two of the, you know, some fun worlds that people really love. Uh, they love real estate, people love coffee, trying out new places. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And what I really like about it is the, the atmosphere of the coffee shop. So like here at uh, Greenlight Coffee, uh, the interior is awesome. Mm -hmm. you know, it's everything. definitely a place where, like right now, we're just looking around. There's people that are working, people that are with families, people that are doing homework, and there's us just exactly. talking, about, talking about real estate. So, I mean, if you dig, you know, the interior of this, I'm sure there's tons of houses this kind of style. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a very yeah. This is not a, this is not a typical or like a commercial looking place. Like this Correct. is not a this is not a, a fast food place where it's like oh yeah they they got that from corporate. Like mm -hmm. every piece of furniture looks unique, uh, and this is definitely something to where if you're designing a house. I would get a card. Cause look at that wall over there. It's like a, is it the light that looks like that? Or is it like a wavy kind of snakeskin wall? I think that's the light. So now that you know what yeah, we did right now, yeah. we're describing this place so much. Yeah. Now we got to have photos uh, to go with it. So we'll have exactly. some stuff up on Daniel's page. But uh, the reason why we're here today is to you know get our first episode out there and talk about uh, a few things you should be doing if you're looking to buy a house soon. Maybe it's not today, maybe it's not next week or next month, but a lot of the people that we talk to on a daily basis are buying a house maybe a month from now or six months from now. It's surprising the, the, the timelines, right? Because you got a request the other day for how long? Like how long were they looking to buy? Five years. <laughs> <laughs> they sent us a message and this is great. This is what we love. Like, hey, you know what? It could be it could be some kid that's yeah. 18 that's like, you know what? I don't want to raise money on rent and maybe he's looking to buy. So he's like, hey, five years from now. He's going to uh, start a savings account. Exactly. And yeah. that's really one of those things where I think that, it, that I'm making up a situation, but maybe if that is the case and it's a kid who's 19, 18, and wants to buy in a couple years, he's trying to do what everyone should be doing whenever they buy a house, which is what? Save. Save, and what else? I mean, Research. Research, yeah, uh, ask questions. Understand yeah. why you gotta do what you gotta do, because this stuff is not taught in school. When you finish up school, they're not showing you, okay, well, hey kids, before you graduate and get your diploma, remember, this is how you uh, get a mortgage, and this is how you get approved <laughs> for a home loan. They and do not tell you that. This is how you buy insurance for your house, and uh, we live in the coastal bay, which is by the water, so you gotta buy a windstorm. It's like, what? What's windstorm? Exactly. <laughs> Most of the people that buy a house here locally, even people that have bought a house once or twice before, it's still a process that they only go through a couple times in their lifetime, so it can get a little overwhelming with some of the information they have to know and you really got to you know be open to learn when you go through the process if you don't want to learn that's fine 
but you're really, you know, either one, not going to get a great deal, two, you're not going to know what's going on, or three, whenever something pops up and you're like, wait a minute, what's this? I didn't remember this. It's like, because you weren't paying attention. You get the people that do the nods. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. You're good. You understand so, everything? Yeah, that's exactly why we're doing the, this podcast and a bunch of other stuff, you know, because the information of purchasing a house can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. on a lot of people. So, uh, what do you feel like is the most overwhelming for people? Like people that are brand new, I would say the average uh, client that we have is age 25 to 39, 25 to 40 basically. Yeah, that sounds about and, right. And uh, for those that are in like the 25s, the early or the late 20s, wh- what do you feel like is the biggest thing for them to learn? Like, or the biggest surprise, I guess, when they start the process? They get taken away uh, about closing costs. I think that, that, yeah. that's the big one. I think because people, there's a word that people know, down payment, yeah. down payment. When you go and buy a car, it's like, hey, do you have a down payment? Okay, we'll roll it in. Mm-hmm. Well, with a house, you can't roll in a down payment. You can roll in closing costs, yeah. but with a down payment, you have to have uh, in your bank. So when they approve you, if they say you're approved for $200,000, they need to know that you have 3.5% if you're going FHA. They need to know you have 5% if you're going conventional of that purchase price. Yeah, that's another thing. Somebody the other day asked me was like, how much do I need for a down payment? And they told me 20%. And they just threw it out there. Some like, people hey, have in their heads that you have to have 20% because it's an old like way of doing it where you don't have mm-hmm. to do PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, back then they if you have do, 20%, yeah. by all means, dude, put Absolutely. it down. But a lot of people, you know, it's hard to save. A lot yeah. of people right now, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. So to save up 20%, well, unless I want it through the lottery or I have like a rich uncle that gave no, me some no, money. It's very difficult in today's market. Yeah, think about this. Okay, say 20%, right? Just to kind of give you a number to that. So say you're buying a house that's $200,000. What's 20%? 40000 40 grand. You have 40 grand in your bank right now? No. <laughs> so think about that. If you're buying a house, chances are you're not going to have 40%. You're not going to have that 40 grand for that $200,000 house. Uh, let's use some easier numbers. So if you're buying a house that's $100,000 minimum, if you can get you approved for FHA, it's 3.5%. So like Daniel said a while ago, besides learning, there's one thing you're going to need to do along with that, depending on how much time you need. Uh, if your job allows it, put some money in your savings account, put in your 401. A lot of people use that money for the down payment. I would say the most common ways to get the down payment are gonna be savings. Someone just, you know, been saving for a little bit. Hey, we didn't go out to eat tonight. We put that money aside or we didn't take that trip we wanted to. We put that money in the bank. So it's gonna come from savings. It's gonna come from 401ks, which is gonna be a retirement plan you have at work. And which is really cool about 401ks is that that's one of the only ways, one of two ways really that you can take that money out of your retirement fund. It's either for a medical or hardship or if you're buying a purchase, you're purchasing a property, you submit your contract to your 401k company and they'll be like, okay, cool, here's the money to go get your down payment. Yeah, they'll wire you the funds. It's a, good, it's a good package. Or it comes from family. Family says, hey, it's- you know what? Time for you to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> here's 10 grand, get a house, you can make the payments, you'll be good. So that's where down payment comes from. If you're nowhere near saving a penny, like there's a lot of people that we talk to that it's great because they go get approved, but then it's like, wait a minute, I gotta have money to buy a house? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're gonna have, like Daniel said, you gotta have that down payment and you gotta have the closing cost. And to explain real quick what that is, the down payment is the three and a half percent, the 5%, like we mentioned a while ago. The closing cost, which is almost matching the same amount of money, the closing costs is what the bank is charging to get the loan. Included in those closing costs are gonna be things like your one year prepaid insurance. It's gonna be your escrow fees, your closing costs. It's gonna be your taxes. Because if you're buying a house right now, then that seller is going to pay months one through seven. So January through July, they're going to pay their property taxes. If you're buying it right now, this month, 
when this is recorded, it was in July, but I'm saying is if you're buying it now, you're responsible for the remaining taxes for the year. So that's included in your closing cost, along with just other origination fees, your surveys if you have to buy one, appraisals. It's a lot of stuff, and it's all broken down. Sometimes people don't see all that. They're like, oh, that's what it was. I didn't know that's yeah. what it's called. So what I would do, first thing, like I mentioned a while ago, this is right now our way of telling you these are things you should be doing to make sure that whenever you are ready to buy a house, you're ready to buy a house. And that's the thing too, is people say, okay, well, I don't think I'm ready when three months from now and my lease is about to end, that's when I'm gonna do it. Like, I'll get on the ball now. I'll get on the ball then, I'll ask more questions, I'll inquire then. And what happens? People do this all the time, and maybe you've been in this situation to where you're running an apartment, the lease is about to end in a couple months, you told yourself, or you told a realtor, you told someone you were talking to, asking questions, I'm gonna wait till my lease is almost over, and then I'll do it. They don't go talk to the lender, they don't talk to anybody, and then when the lease is about to end, maybe they call the bank, maybe they call a lender, and guess what? They're not ready, and they're months away from you know being there. They have to fix credit, or they have to pay things down, or they gotta take off bad remarks on their credit history. Well, what happens is those people say, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll just take another year. I'll just sign another year lease, and the cycle continues and continues and continues. So even if you're gonna buy months from now, or six months from now, or five years from now, exactly. it's best to find out now what you need, what it's gonna cost, the numbers up front. So one, you can have a budget, you can start saving, and you'll know now, instead of being, yeah. you know, just caught with your pants down, basically. And you said it earlier, uh, uh, another thing to check out is, is your credit. Uh, you know, there are apps like Credit Karma, which are not your exact credit. You know, it's a guideline. It, yeah, exactly, and it's a small inquiry, so it's not gonna affect your credit at all. But there's also websites like privacyguard.com, which for a dollar, you can get all three credit bureaus. But after like, I want to say about like after two weeks, they'll charge you like a membership fee. But just cancel it before then and you'll get a good understanding of exactly where you stand on your credit. Because the better credit score you have, the better interest rate you're going to get. What I'm about to say is going to sound really bad, but a lot of people treat their credit score like an STD. Yeah. And what I mean by that is no, yeah, more people rather just go unknowingly than going to get checked out. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but and it's true. Most that, people are that, so scared. They're like, they're I don't horrible. I don't want to know. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just not know and keep living life than know if I have something or something wrong instead of like, oh, what, what's wrong? Okay, I can fix it. It's true. Yeah. And most people, if you ask them, they treat it like that too. Yeah. Like, hey, what's your credit score? Whoa, whoa, hold whoa, on. Oh man, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but especially like right now, I mean, interest rates, they're, they're going up uh, like crazy. Uh, so right now, I mean, you want the best credit score possible to get, to the, get best, the, the best yeah. rate. Uh, it's a know? long-term thing when you buy a house. It's, it's a expensive. 30-year note. And yeah, like Daniel said, you want the best rate possible. And people think, oh man, the rates are higher now. The rates are higher now. Go Google what the rates used to be in the 80s and yeah. the 90s, uh, in the 70s. They it used to like be in 12, the 10s. 15? Yeah. yeah 12, and people don't realize that right now we're un- all and most, the average interest rates under 5%. So under 5% right now is about half of what it used to be a decade ago. So now is the time to buy because people, our parents, people that are a decade above us, uh, their you know, interest rate's really high unless they've refinanced since then. Mm-hmm. But sometimes unless you don't get a hold of things, people pay that interest rate the whole time they're inside a house. And that's, you know, my mom did that for a long time. My mom, who couldn't refinance her house for a while, she was paying like 11% interest on her house oh, wow. because she couldn't refinance it. So towards the end, it was just like, you know, it was forever to pay this thing off. And you got to think about that kind of stuff whenever you're buying a house because it's a long-term investment. And, you know, but it's a good investment. We had a guy earlier that I talked to and he's like, oh, you know, I just, uh, I want a house, but I don't have to worry about like cutting the grass or like fixing things if, you know, they go, they go bad. I'm like, well, bro, you're going to have to cut some grass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless you're going to pay somebody to do it. I know he'll be able to do it for 20 bucks a month. 
you're gonna have to cut some grass. You might have to fix some things, but that's part of being a homeowner and knowing that you have equity in your property mm -hmm. and you're not just throwing money away whenever you buy an apartment. Because when you buy an apartment every month, yeah, maybe you have peace of mind knowing that, oh, okay, well, if I want the air filter change, I can call somebody. But at the end of it, think of all that money you're spending a year that can go towards a house to where in that year or two, instead of just saying, okay, we're out, you can actually sell, make that money back plus. Exactly. Essentially, that's the idea behind when you're purchasing a house and you're living in it because there's appreciation and depreciation. Yeah, I think a lot of people are so used to cars. Like I buy a new car, I drive off the lot. Oh man, Kelly Blue Book says yeah. now it's like 20 grand lower. <laughs> exactly. I'm upside down. It's, yeah. very, it's very rare that someone gets upside down on a house unless some horrible happens like maybe you have to refi a few times mm -hmm. uh, loan modifications when people you know can't make the payment so they kind of tell the lender oh I'll pay it later and then it gets tacked on it gets tacked on that's a whole nother story and a whole nother show uh, that we can get into that stuff but right now the, the main point of this is to one I think the top two things is what we said it's saving it's saving money and people don't like saving money and when I tell people like well you got to save money it's like well then what do I do it's like there's a million things you can do you can have garage sales you can sell some stuff you can uh, get a third job you can get a side hustle you can just think okay how much are we spending on Start cooking entertainment yeah how much are we spending on entertainment how many times do we go to a restaurant a month if you go two or three times and you have a family of four that could be like three or four hundred bucks mm -hmm. so that's the things you gotta do right now it's gonna be saving and it's gonna be learning as much as possible even if it's not happening soon even if it's not six months from now or eight months from now or a year from now the more you know now the more you'll be ready when it actually gets time to get there and if you have questions uh, I'm Gino Montalvo you can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram this is Daniel Elizondo you can hit him up on uh, on Facebook coffee and real estate we'll check in with y'all next time and if you have any questions, hit us up directly, and we'll be sure to touch that on the next show. Thank Anything you. you want to say to end? Everybody have a good one. Everybody have a good <laughs> one. Go get your coffee on. <laughs>